Welcome to episode 9 of Blowback Negativity Out of the Sky. In this special episode, I'll be chatting to one of the co-hosts of Canatus Castle, Red 5 Mum, a.k.a. Devon Myers. Hi, Devon. Hi, Neil. I, I was afraid this was going to happen. I have to use my phone. It won't let... Oh, it sorry won't about work. that. That's okay. Do I sound okay? Oh, yes, I'm fine. <laughs> Okay, good. Then I won't worry about it. I'm just having to use the little microphone that comes with my phone. <laughs> you sound great, anyway. Okay, awesome. How are you this Star Wars Day? I'm great. Happy May the 4th to you as well. And to you. Uh, i got some uh, questions for you. Hope you'll enjoy them. Uh, oh, yeah. That'll be uh, great. On this day... What is your first Star Wars memory that you had of Star Wars? The first memory of Star Wars is my grandfather um, coming home. Uh, well, maybe coming to our house. We all lived in the same town in Boulder, Colorado. And um, I was 16 and um, it was the summer of 77. And he started talking about this movie everybody was talking about. And, of course, my grandma and grandpa weren't your average grandma and grandpa. They were kind of eccentric, and they were into things that us kids kind of liked, you know? Yeah. They weren't your average grandparents. So he was uh, mentioning how um, it was like a, uh, an old serial with a villain and heroes that he used to watch when he was a kid, where you would hiss and boo at the villain when it came on the screen and and um he really wanted to take everybody to see it he hadn't seen it yet but he had heard a lot about it so that's the first time i'd heard about the movie named star wars now i don't think i ever nobody mentioned the uh character names or anything like that and wow. uh so he took us all to see it um I don't exactly know what the day was. I, I know it was in the summer of 77 or around the time when it was released. And I think it'd been out for a little while yet. So um, it, he probably heard about it from people, you know, after that had already seen it. Yeah. But when, after um, seeing it, then I just immediately fell in love with, with the movie, with Luke Skywalker, with, with everything <laughs> the music that that was it the first time i heard of it was from my grandfather actually so wow. that was a great question yeah what is your favorite character that blink and you'll miss it from a star wars movie blink and you'll miss it is this a character that we don't see very often or kind yeah, of it's just like a, like a background background character uh Oh, okay. For a fleeting second. Okay. Well, I guess if I have to just, if something pops into my head, in the cantina scene in A New Hope, there's that big, white, fluffy looking thing that has the little, the little, um, I can't think it's like a mosquito snout. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I know. And, yeah. He, and he like, he like brushes his finger on it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I just think he's kind of, he's the weirdest looking thing. 
Oh, and I don't even know what his name is. I bet you do. <laughs> oh, no, no, sorry, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Y'all blink and you'll miss that guy. Yep. <laughs> what are the three things that have made Star Wars endure all these years, do you think? Oh, the it's so rooted in our own mythologies and our own you know, life lessons and relatability. Um, just like a lot of stories that are told al along the hero's journey type of uh, stories that I think most of us uh, gravitate towards. And um, I think that's why it's an it has endured for so long and, and is so beloved because those characters are something we can latch on to and kind of put into our own lives and, and maybe used to help us get through the tough times, which is what star Wars was for me, you know, my escape from the tough times or sometimes to look at, you know, if Luke Skywalker can do that, I can do that. Or if Leia can be that strong, yeah. I can be that strong, that kind of thing, you know? Well, great answer. Thank you. What do you think John Williams has managed to capture in all of his Star Wars soundtracks. I have to confess, I'm not a classical music fan, never have been, but I just, listening to a Star Wars soundtrack is just absolute gold to me, you know, it just, I can't get enough of it. Oh, well, because he tells the story with the music. You don't have to be looking at the movie to know what part of the movie um, is playing or, or what part of the movie his soundtrack is a part of like, I'm not making sense right now, mm. but if you listen to the soundtrack, you can visualize the part of the movie in your head, which is what I, that was the only way I could continue having star Wars after I'd seen it. If, if I would, um, that was my first purchase of, uh, of star Wars memorabilia, paraphernalia, um, anything star wars was uh the soundtrack i remember i'm um, saving my uh babysitting money and going down and buying the uh long play <laughs> vinyl <laughs> record yeah. and uh i would sit and listen to it and that is how you know and that's the magic of john williams not only just in star wars but in other movies he's done which i love which like uh superman or Indiana Jones is while you're listening to the soundtrack. And even if you're not watching the movie, you know what part of the movie and it brings back the memories of that movie to your head. Yeah. I think he's laid yeah. down the musical template of our lives really, hasn't he? Oh yes. Yes. That he, he, I guess pun intended, it was an awakening for me um, for movie soundtracks in general, because I never really paid attention to them until after watching Star Wars and John Williams' soundtrack and hadn't realized how many other movies, you know, before and after he had been a part of and probably the reason why I liked a certain movie or, you know, so much. Yeah. What is your favorite non-Star Wars John Williams piece? <gasps> uh, probably Superman. Yeah, that's... Yeah. 
I, I, I really loved that one. Oliver, the Raiders March. Yeah, well, of course. You know, you can't really single them out. They're all really good. But um, if I had to pick a favorite, I would say Superman. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I also need to probably mention the movie The Cowboys. Oh, yeah? Yes. It's, it stars John Wayne, an older John Wayne, and he also did the soundtrack for that. And it's actually a really good soundtrack. So. Hmm. What do you think uh, Star Wars has managed to capture in each and every generation that comes up? I mean, must be something that kids of each generation uh, hook on to for it. Uh, probably having heroes that they can emulate and, and villains they can defeat or emulate if that's what they're into. <laughs> You know, it. We we all. My own kids always would do this. They'd watch something on television, then they run outside and pretend to be it, or do it. And um, I think that's what the kids today see. All the same things that kids back in '77 saw. Then they pick up a stick and they they have a lightsaber and or they're running around uh, shooting a blaster like Han Solo and the dog is Chewbacca or even my own son who just fell in love with Indiana Jones when he was, you know, four years old and yeah. he was running around. Um, I got him a, a Halloween costume that was Indiana Jones and had a whip that make the whip sounds. And, <laughs> and uh, he would run around the backyards, you know, singing the, the Raiders theme, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 and he was just having adventures mm. so it really i think star wars just uh brightens the imagination and kids can find something that they can pretend to be and do which is great because the more kids do that the much better off they are less yeah. less screen so yeah great watch the movie then go outside and be it yeah <laughs> make <laughs> your own story yeah. I know you're quite an avid gamer. What was the first video oh, yeah. game Star Wars that you ever played? Well, I'm sad to say the first video game that was Star Wars I ever played was Battlefront 2 when it came out in 2015 or 2016, was it? I think it's been a couple years now. Yeah. Um, I know that my my sons had the Force Unleashed. And they also played um, the Battlefront uh, game that was on um, Xbox or PlayStation they, that the, the games now are patterned after. Yeah. But I was just, I was just too busy at that time with young kids. And uh, they really enjoyed it. I remember watching my son because we had the, uh, the Xbox with the Kinect and you could you know, fight with the lightsaber, and he was just breaking a sweat playing that game, <laughs> fighting with the <laughs> lightsaber. <laughs> I think first, but yeah, yeah, myself, myself, it was just not too long ago that um, I just fell in love with the uh, Battlefront Two trailer at Celebration in Anaheim, and I said, "I'm getting an Xbox, and I'm playing that game." Mm -hmm. I think the first 
video game I ever got was ooh, I came quite late to console gaming. I got I had I had it with a PlayStation original one, and I think yeah. the first one was Phantom Menace on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And then, literally, if a Star Wars game came out on a console like Star Wars Racer or Shadows of the Empire on the N64, I would get that console just for that game. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I can relate to that. Yeah. yeah my two favourites. Yeah. My two favourite games are Rogue Squadron 2 and Rogue Squadron 3 with the GameCube. Wow. Now, I understand that Xbox is getting a lot of the older Star Wars games and making them backward compatible. I know they have Knights of the Old Republic on there right now, and um, the Force Unleashed games are also available. Um, so it, it's coming around that you can get on there and do some of the older games um, on the newer consoles. So I'm I'm kind of looking forward to checking out some of. The, um, I'm hoping that Rogue Squadron will be one that I can check out because yeah. I heard it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I definitely recommend uh, Knights of the Old Republic, the original one. Really yeah, I started playing it. Mm -hmm. They need to fix the mechanics on um, on uh, movement though, because I had a lot of trouble figuring it out. <laughs> 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 Maybe that's just my old brain. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, um, I had uh, got some later dexterity issues on my hands and I was gaming until probably about three or four years ago. But mm -hmm. now I just, that with expense as well, with new consoles, I just can't afford it now and just, you know. Oh, yes, I agree. Are you looking forward to the next celebration? I'm hoping we hear something today. That was the rumor. Yeah. But um, yes, I am. We um, hopefully that it's um, far enough out that uh, I can plan ahead and actually be there. Uh, it's always a, a financial uh, issue. <laughs> I think for most people it is. So, <laughs> uh, and as soon as tickets go on sale, it just seems like they get sucked up right away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I would really love to go to a. a a US one. Uh, I've been to all the Europe ones and probably a goal, yeah. goal of mine is to go to stateside for one, really. Oh, that would be great to see you there. Yeah, yeah that would be great to see you and everybody else. And that would be a dream, really. Well, hopefully we have enough time to make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why don't you uh, tell me about Canastas Castle and the origins of it with uh, you and Becca and how you hope to strive forward with this is great podcast of yours that you're doing. Well, thank you so much. You've been so supportive of it. Uh, Becca and I always laugh. We don't know how we end up getting it done with our busy lives, but um, it is our, our thing, you know, our families just, you know, let us try to give us time to get it done, but Kanata's castle, um, started a couple years ago we thought we were both guests on another podcast um guest hosts off and on and um that thing it kind of fell apart and we decided well there's no reason why we can't 
just the two of us do something together because we really enjoyed doing it. Although I was already doing Tarkin's Top Shelf and a lot of other Star Wars related content creating. She's, she's a great writer. And um, I love reading um, her stuff. She's, she just notices things that I don't always notice. And I love that about Becca. And, uh, and we thought we just had a, a great rapport and both being moms, we thought there's not too many podcasts out there that we know of that have uh, women of our age and then that are moms that are Star Wars fans to the degree that we are. Yeah. And uh, so we decided that's when we decided to start Kanata's Castle. Well, can certainly say it's a really we, great podcast. I mean, from the very first episode, you really, you know, you really hit it off, you know, you're your chemistry together is really great, and especially, uh, I love the last episode with Vanessa Marshall. Um, I know you're really <laughs> super pleased to have her on. We were. We had a great time. That was so much fun. Are you hoping to get her back again? Well, that's what we're hoping. So <laughs> maybe someday <laughs> soon. <laughs> Like we said, she maybe she's just being nice, and maybe she will come back. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Is there any, of course, sort of probably obvious, uh, Mark Hamill? Was there any guests that you really want to be on Kanashi's Castle? Oh my goodness! Gosh, I think we'd be happy with just about anybody <laughs> <laughs> at this point. Oh, I, of course, we did talk about having Mark Hamill on, but I, I told Becca, I don't think I could, I think I'd freeze up. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think I could do it. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That would be a difficult one. Oh, man. It would be kind of fun to have um, Ewan McGregor. I, I think he would be a neat uh, uh, guest to have on. Yeah, he's... He's quite a fun guy, isn't he? He's yeah, yeah. He might funny. need to use a bleep machine occasionally, though. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does have a colorful <laughs> language. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's there there. I have a, quite a few friends and uh, that I game with that I just have to uh, accept that they have colorful language. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Who would you like to talk to? Wow. I'd really love to be a guest on your show, actually. Oh, one day. <laughs> well, I'll have to arrange that. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. You're, you're, you're I have, and I also, oh, uh, well, we're so happy for your support. And um, I don't know where you find the time <laughs> <laughs> to uh, be a. Uh, tweeting out to everybody and shouting out to everybody on Twitter. We just love seeing all that neat stuff. Well, I, I know I, that um, on your podcast uh, a while back, you were asking people if we had any questions about, um, I think it was X-Wings. Yes. And um, so, and, and I was hoping that I was going to, uh, record a message to you about it too because um, I was wondering if you had read any of the uh, the EU uh, books about um, the X-Wing pilots 
I've got the, the very first one. Right, right. Uh, I did. What was it called? Rogue Squadron, or what yes, is the yes. name of that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did. Yeah. Read... I. I. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I did read uh, a couple of the other ones, but I sort of drifted away from the EU a bit. Too many books, and you know, a lot of expense for it, and I sort of drifted right. more into more Star Wars reference books. That's what I love collecting: visual dictionaries, the uh, cross-section kind of books. Yes. So my question for you, I was going to record for you, so I'm just going to ask you now, was what happens to the ladder on the X-Wing when they take <laughs> off? <laughs> Where does that go? I think it must retract or something, or mm -hmm. uh, either it's detachable and you can fold it up. Or Luke can use the force to fold it move and put it. it in his pocket. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just one of those things yeah. most people have probably noticed they don't think about. But I think about it all the time. I'm like, okay, he climbed up in there on Dagobah. So where'd the ladder go after <laughs> he got in the cockpit? <laughs> probably still um, at Yoda's hut or something. Yeah, he's, it's still on Dagobah there. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Oh. What are the uh, other Star Wars podcasts that you love uh, listening to? Are there any? Oh, when I have time, I like to listen to, uh, obviously, Tarkin's Top Shelf, because I love to read the books. So I always want to have Becca's uh, and Mark's take on the books. I think they have a really great insight on things. Um, I like also listening to Idiot's Array. Um, and I enjoy the, um, oh, I'm blanking here. What's Riley's podcast? Star Wars, <laughs> Star Wars Report. Report. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just had a senior moment there. Sorry, Riley. <laughs> <laughs> um, sometimes, um, I like to listen to, uh, Steel Saunders show. I want to get a laugh, you know. Yeah, he's he's pretty funny, and um, oh, I'm blanking on some of these now. Oh, I used to love to listen to Star Wars Oxygen when uh, David W. Collins was on, um, but now he has a new podcast. Yeah, soundtrack. Say soundtrack show. Yeah, the soundtrack show. Yeah. So um, I've been listening to some of that, and I also love the um. My Star Wars Story by Scott Rifen. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I really enjoy that one. When when he can get time to put out, I mean, I'm sure he has, he has a long waiting list, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm on that waiting list of things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I, how yeah. I got so lucky to get to get in yeah. that list, but um, yeah, I love uh, that that it's my story is out there now like that with his yeah. um, podcast, because I, I've always told him that when, when I'm old and senile, I can listen to that and remember <laughs> <laughs> what I forgot. <laughs> uh, you excited for future Star Wars content, uh, standalone mm. movies and that? I am actually, I didn't think I was going to be very excited for solo, but Becca and I both are surprised at how 
excited we are um, for the solo a Star Wars story because uh, especially not so much for Han or Lando, but I'm really excited about Chewbacca in this one. <laughs> I think he's going to be awesome. I just can't wait to see more Chewbacca, actually. Yeah, he's sort of got. He's left always on sort the... of been in the he's background, you know. Else. Yeah, now he's going to be like. Oh, I, I'm just really excited. I think we're going to see some arms ripping out of sockets this time. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to cut it out. <laughs> no. What's, what standalone movie do you want to happen? <sighs> I, want, I want a Kenobi. I really do. I want to see something with Obi-Wan. And I know it's probably not ever going to happen, but I, I want to see... It's probably going to be in either books or comics that we hear what happened between Luke and Ben. Uh, or, you know, how the how he started the uh, Jedi Academy and what happened with that. Or Would maybe like J.J. Abrams a, will cover that, you know? Who knows? <laughs> Would you like that as a, a book or animated series or something? I think it'd be better as a book, you know? Although, I guess they could do animated. That would be interesting. You know that Mark would lend his voice to that, but I don't know if Adam Driver would. Well, he might do. I mean, uh, Ian McDermott did for Rebels, didn't he? He did. But that was just like one yeah. program, one uh, episode, right? Yeah, but I understand the new one coming out. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun because it's about the resistance pilots, right? Yeah, and I guess we have um, Captain Phasma is going to show up in that, and then Oscar Isaac is going to do Poe Dameron's voice. So Gwendolyn Christie is going to do Phasma's voice. So she's going to be in it. Yeah, I'm. I think that's going to be cool. So I, I'm happy to see a little bit of uh, some pilot action going yeah. on. I think a lot of people are excited about that. And those are X-Wings in it, yeah? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I love those X-Wings. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if Poe Dameron's in it, we get some X-Wings, yes. Yeah, that should be good. Yes. <laughs> All right, so... I've just about out of questions, really. And I really enjoyed it. Oh, they were so good, yeah. Neil. I had so much fun. You you had such great questions. Thank, thank you. you so much. It's been a real pleasure to talk to you, and thank you for taking the time to do it. No problem. So do I just push finish recording? or? Uh, I've got it on my one, so... Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, made well, may me. the force be with... Oh, I was going to say it. Do you want to say it first, or should I say it? Uh, you can say it first. Okay. Well, may the force be with you, Neil, and happy Star Wars Day. And may the force be with you, Devin, and happy Star Wars Day to you too as well. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Many thanks to Red 5 Mum for having this great conversation with me. Hope you all have a really great Star Wars Day, and may the force be with you. And don't forget to listen to Canata's Castle, one of the best Star Wars podcasts there is. May the force be with you.